Blog Talk Radio. Right here on January 6, 2016. Yeah! Remember that famous New Year's Day ad from Apple many years ago? It showed Big Brother delivering a lecture to a bunch of slave laborers, and then an athlete runs right past them, and she throws her big hammer at the screen, and she smashes the image of Big Brother, and freeze everybody. you remember that? Well, I was watching just the other day, maybe New Year's Day, the Steve Jobs movie. And apparently, John Scully, who was the CEO of Apple at that time, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't like that ad. He said that the people who saw it liked it, but they didn't know what it was advertising because it didn't show the product. And that reminded me of Ernest Hemingway's advice to writers. He said, always kill your children. Always kill your children. That meant that when you write something, you're going to come up with lots of good ideas and lots of lines that are really nice in themselves. You really love them, but they don't fit into your work as a whole. If you're writing a novel, there don't push it forward. So you got to cut them out, even though you love them, because they don't serve any practical purpose. And I saw that as an argument against following your passion, because your passion doesn't always fit into the real world. You know, I was reading some quotations from Rhonda Rousey, I don't know how to spell her name. I mean, pronounce her name. I can spell it, okay? Even though she spells Rhonda wrong, I can spell it. She's a mixed martial artist. And she was very popular last year until she lost. But anyway, she lost a big fight. But she said you have to follow your passion. But you know what? If you read a little more what she says, it only means that you have to have a long-term goal that inspires you because along the way you're going to be spending most of your time doing things that you don't enjoy and to me that says your daily life is always going to be filled with hard work because if you follow your passion as your daily goal it's just going to mean that you're someone who is unrealistic and has low, low impulse control because you always have to be doing something you like rather than something you don't like, which is what the real world demands. And low impulse control, low impulse control, that's something we know all about because we're the experts on low impulse control, as you'll soon see on Jerry Jerry. The Recruiting Animal Show! Yeah! Jerry! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome back. 
Can I clear the air a bit? Go ahead. You and I, you and I, well, I was going to say that we've patched up our big beef from the last several weeks, but it doesn't sound like we have. So I have no big announcement. Bring it on, tough guy. I, I didn't say you had a big announcement. I just said you had low impulse control. No, no, okay. yeah, but, yeah. Why don't you listen a little we better? We all struggle. Something. You'll be, you're uh, going to be the same dumb guy you were last year. I know I was, it. And I, I, I was busy you. reviewing and reactivating my Skype credit. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> look, I got something serious. Hey, we've all been say. there. Yeah. <laughs> I got something serious to say before we start. Last year on the show, we offered 2015. Offer. 2015. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. 2015. We offered a number of times on the show. Once when you weren't here, Maureen was here. Uh, we offered to pray for people's job orders. And nobody, the tough job orders, Nobody took us up on it, but today, I want you to pray. I want you to pray for Jerry, because Jerry's got a problem with his throat, and he's got that golden voice. We don't want him to lose it. It's a little scratchy. That's all I want to say at the moment. I want to ask everybody. I shared some stuff in confidence with you. Okay, I want to ask everybody, just take two or three seconds right now and imagine golden golden light. Going through the air to Indiana to Jerry. Oh, oh I could use that. Oh, on the Green Mile. Right what part of your throat do you want to go to? <laughs> uh, low, uh, lower, just just south of the uh, voice box. Okay, so, I'm gonna also go, known as the I'm larynx. Gonna, I'm going to make some uh, meditative noises while we do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is our guest here? <laughs> yeah, yep, I'm here. <laughs> now, can I? Can I? Hey, animal. What? Can I be? Can I be the voice of civility here? Of oh reason. Hey, we've all we've all watched the uh, Jeremy's intro video, yeah. where he talks about his family and his yeah. wife and his his father. He grew up uh, in a. He's a pastor's son. Mm-hmm. So you doing this? Uh, I'm not sure where you're going with your. Uh, you know what? Prayers and your stuff here. I just don't think it's respectful. Of our oh. guest. You know what, what do you say, Jeremy? Anything to criticize me. I, That's the problem we have. I gotta tell you, but I don't care. Somebody I might be offended, that, dude. Okay. Let's right. I, I'm not offended. I'm not offended. Okay. Let's introduce the guest. Okay. He's a smart aleck. This guy get offended. He's a very cheeky kind of person. Okay. Just because his father's a pastor doesn't mean he doesn't have a sense of humor. He's not a nice guy. Okay. Ah, uh, yes, it does. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just kidding. His name is Jeremy Langans. He was on the show a long time ago, and now he's back here today. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be back, and I knew what I was getting into, so I I won't be offended at all today. Good. And you like to be called Jer to distinguish yourself from Jerry, right? Jer. Yeah, so. Uh, What's the problem with Jerry? I mean, let's get this out of the way right now. It was already taken, so I had to go with something different. There you go. Jer. Okay, I'm going to call you Jeremy. That's how I Jer think Bear. Okay. Jer Bear. Yeah, Jer Bear. That works. My old VP at Expedia called me Jer Bear. Did you bring a song? Uh, no, I didn't know to prepare what a song. What about Teddy I'm Bear? Sorry. Since we're talking about bears, Teddy Bear Picnic. If you go out in the one. woods today, <laughs> you're for a big surprise. If You you know that one? Uh-huh. Do you know Buffalo <laughs> no. uh, Soldier by, uh, by uh, Bob Marley? 
Yeah, buff. Yep, I think I, I think I do. We're gonna yeah. do. We're gonna do the chorus. There's no words. If you told me you didn't do it, you know the words. You don't. I, I'm tricking you. Okay. So it's just yo 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 yo. You know that one? Yep. Yeah. Okay, you follow me, but you better be loud. Okay. Don't let That's me. That's like just that theme to that that kids show that was on right after the Brady Bunch. <laughs> what what was that, that show? I don't know. Okay. Somebody, we somebody will remember. Maureen, the anybody else? Bunch. Let me just see. I can do it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's nobody else added recently. Okay, here we go, Jeremy. One, two, three. Okay, one, two, three. Yeah, 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 I'm going to have all these wordless songs for these guests who come and they claim they don't know one song in the world. Okay, now this guy, Jeremy Langan, I'll complain right at the beginning. His name is hard enough to spell. His last name is Lang Hans. Lang, L-A-N-G-H-A-N-S. Okay, Lang Hans. And then he's got a, a Twitter name, Magic Sorcerer. But he doesn't spell magic like you're supposed to. He spells it with a J. M A J I A sorcerer. Okay, so if you want to connect with him, so he spells it with a J and a K. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Okay, all right. Just I'm listening to jump in when I can help. Clearly, that's no, good. One online introductions. He says Jeremy is a retired sorcerer who enjoys playing in the digital space for recruiting. He has a deep expertise. This is what he said of himself. A deep, 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 deep expertise in strategic engagement platforms. I don't know what that means. And applies his channel knowledge in attracting the right talent. Okay, that was to Starbucks. I guess you were at Starbucks at the time. Okay, prior mm-hmm. to Starbucks, Jeremy was a senior sourcer and consultant for companies like Microsoft, Cisco, Yahoo, and started his tenured career. I don't know what that means. Now, can I just a quick question? Was it companies like Microsoft and Cisco, or, or was it those actual companies? Uh, those actual companies. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's just trying to understand this here, man. That's a good. That's a good move. Okay. I recruit for companies like Microsoft and yeah, Cisco. Great. Okay, yeah, like second papers. Okay, we understand, Jerry, and that's a legitimate thing for a guy like you, but not for Jeremy. Okay, he's Jeremy. got the name brand. Okay, but what is a what is a strategic engagement platform? Or should I just move on? No, that's a that's a good segue because I know one of your tweets uh, that uh, that got me on the show was about you know, hey, hashtag to be a partner, and what you know, did you actually hire people off Twitter when you were at Starbucks? Which is a great question. Um, so we had a few different strategic engagement platforms. Our team was called talent engagement team when I joined, and then our team changed to strategic talent initiatives team. All we were doing uh, was, uh, you know, playing on social media, no, uh, applying that to was making yourself sound important. Strategic talent initiatives yeah, team. I didn't, what does that mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea either. I didn't, uh, I didn't come up with the names back then. I wasn't, uh, you know, in charge of naming the, the function or anything like that. But but yeah, they they had crazy names. Basically, let's be honest, just to hide the fact that we needed some space to go figure out how we could do this, right? So at first we were just a think tank. I mean, we had some recs, uh, and we filled those recs more from a traditional perspective. But um, you know, 
it took us probably three to six months before we could figure out how to make hires off of, you know, Twitter, et cetera. So okay, well, uh, they gave us on. crazy on, names. You, you're giving me a, uh, my segue. I don't like that word, but yes, I'm yes. going to use it right now. You've given yes, me an yes, opening sorry. because you yep. claim on your LinkedIn profile that you invented social recruiting. Okay. Was that yep. just – you invented it at Starbucks or you invented it in general? Yes. What? Go ahead. What does that mean? Yeah, so so – even before social recruiting, I think I think Marina liked this as well. We were trying to do social sourcing. Um, we didn't have, you know, we didn't coin that phrase or anything. But we, uh, me and a couple other guys, when I was on my last contract before I went to Starbucks, I was at Microsoft. I was on the Bill G team, so Bill Gates had his own um, personal team, and I was on that team and I was the sourcer for that team. And this was like 2007, 2008. Twitter had just come out, and so we were sourcing Twitter. And, and contacting people through Twitter. So that was kind of the first part where we were using social media as a source. And when I got to Starbucks, the idea was like, okay, now instead of just uh, searching, finding, uh, contacting people through social media, why don't you try and set up, and we didn't know, uh, you know the term employment brand when we started doing this, but why don't you start setting up this channel where we can just like marketing is is promoting the idea of coffee, you promote the idea of working or or jobs at Starbucks, and so that's when it came more recruiting. Now was Jason Warner your sourcing. boss at the time? Was Jason Warner your no, boss? No, he was he was already gone. Uh-huh. Um, Jason was already gone from Starbucks, um, and Jason and Carmen had already come and gone uh, by the time I got there. Um, yeah, so my first boss was Lanny Love. I don't know if you guys would know that name. Nope. And then. Uh, Lacey all was my, was my second boss there. Um, and it was interesting too, because I got put on a team that sat next to workforce planning and, um, and systems and, uh, Phil Hendrickson had systems. Um, you might know that name, but, no, uh, I, you yeah, know what? okay, kind of okay. Enough, enough already. Yeah. Okay. This guy invented sourcing. Let me ask a question. Maureen, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. If you saw on a guy's resume, I invented social, I invented social recruiting. Would you say that he was a braggart and you didn't want to talk to him, or would you say, "Hmm, that's intriguing"? I would say that's intriguing. I would want to talk to him. Okay, but would you have a, a negative reaction at the same time? Would you have a mixed reaction, Jerry? It would be mixed. Go away, Jerry. No. Go away. I would check it out. I would be interested okay. to hear the story. Okay. Well, listen. This he's he's you know Jerry's got a low key. I mean Jeremy's when he's talking, but he's not modest at all when it comes to writing about himself. He says uh, he's now at a company called Paired Sourcing, which I think is his own firm with a partner, and he says yep. we have discovered a new way to source talent called Ooh. Paired Sourcing. Mm-hmm. This is a methodology that leverages doesn't use it leverages stereo channels of talent. Stereo channels. Is that one of those words that Hemingway said? Kill? I wonder about that, okay? And we've created a new formula to greatly enhance sourcing impact on the business. Uh, Should I go on a little more? Because it gets even weirder. I'm intrigued. Okay. Our value is in delivering highly calibrated and targeted leads at scale on a consistent basis via two-week sprints. This is some kind of corporate talk that I have to admit, I just it's like another language to me. Jeremy, over to you. Yeah, sure. So um, I can't obviously talk as much about it because we just started. And so what is know, it obviously a secret? we're 
Is it a secret? You uh, came not, on the show with a secret? Not too much of a secret, but this is but the wrong super... wrong platform for any kind of a secret, Jeremy. That's right. Yeah, I, w- I would. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't just, say it's a secret. Just ask Greg Savage. Would, yeah, no, I wouldn't say it's a secret as much as I mean, we just started six months ago, so there's not much to. That's to talk a long about. time. Uh, That's plenty of time. Yeah. So, so a couple of things. So the stereo part, right? Uh, and the new the new idea. I'll, I'll talk all day about that. Um, we back in June, July, um, more towards the beginning of July, because I remember Fourth of July, James and I get together. Uh, James Temple, uh, my business partner, um, he was sourcing for us at Hired at the time, and I was general manager. And so we got together and we were trying to pair up like the developers. So a lot of pair programming was happening on our engineering team. And, you know, we didn't know how to code, but we thought, well, what if we sat next to each other, we pair up just like, uh, just like the devs are pairing up, and we apply that to sourcing. And our first, uh, the first time I mentioned it was kind of like, well, why would, why would two people need to source on the same thing? It only takes one person to do that. And so it was kind of silly at first, but we sat down together and started sourcing on the same, uh, same profile, using the same spreadsheet, you know, running similar searches. And kind of tripping over each other at first, but once we got into this what we call flow state, once we got into the flow, we found we had higher, um, you know, higher quality and, and, and higher quantity. And I can go into the details why, but the quality part is just ego. Like if Jerry and I were sitting there sourcing together at the same time, I wouldn't put anybody on the list that he'd call me out on, right? And vice versa. So we ended up putting, we ended up getting better lists because we sourced together. And so just like paired programming, we just call it paired sourcing. So we basically ripped it off from the uh, the engineering community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, give us an example. Walk have you ever done that? Have you ever paired up with someone and sourced on the same thing at the same time together? Yeah, I have. I have done it. I've done it's, it. It's crazy, right? Sourcing. We sat beside each other and passed the phone. You made a call, then you passed it to the next guy beside you, and he made a call. It was my best recruiting experience in my life. See? There you yeah. go. Yeah, so we just on do the that telephone. on the internet side. It's yeah. on the telephone. Yeah. I'm so lonely right now. Yeah, because you're there by yourself, Jer. It's hurting me. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, I would like anyway, to well, let, well, can you walk us through some, some searches you've done to give us an yeah. example? And well, he's, so talking about, yeah. he, he's talking about on the Internet, right, Jer? Yeah, he's an Internet Yeah, yeah, source. mostly. Okay, that's, yeah. it's an interesting yeah. paradigm. Mm-hmm. So you're doing yeah, nobody's using the phone for sourcing anymore, Maureen. Oh, yeah. go away, Jerry. So it's all Internet. It's hold, all on, Internet. hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. Greg Savage, Gregarious Savage. Father Gregarious, he's introducing it to Australia just now. They're a little behind us, but it's his latest thing, okay? That's his claim to fame right wow. now, phone sourcing. He thinks it's terrific. Okay, now, okay, so, so Jeremy, tell us, walk us through a searches. search. That, are you doing Boolean yeah. searches primarily? Uh, yes, um, I'd say about 50 to 60% um, Boolean because, Again, frankly, six months in, uh, this time bootstrapped versus last time VC funded, uh, we don't have all the tools, right? We we just can't afford them. Uh, we pay for a couple things, uh, like we just got a CRM. Um, and uh, anyways, it's yeah, for, for search tools and databases and stuff, we don't have the money to do that right now. So we're back to like the freebie Boolean. Um, well, this uh, is great. I'm going to love – but hold on. On your fantasy, if you had as much money as – if I said, Jeremy, you know, carte blanche, I'll give you whatever you need right, right now, what would your first purchases be? Oh, my. Uh, Good well, question. it wouldn't be – yeah, it's a great question. It would not be LinkedIn Recruiter um, because we don't have a big enough team for all the collaboration stuff. I think if we had a bigger team, it might 
my pat answer would be LinkedIn Recruiter. Um, there are some tools out there that are pretty sweet that I've I've looked at that we just can't afford, uh, like Intello, I think is pretty awesome. Um, uh -huh. And uh, we we just bought Lever, um, which is technically an ATS, but we're using it like a CRM. Um, so that would, you know, I would up my plan with Lever them and get some more. Lever or Lever? Stuff. How do you spell it? It could be pronounced uh, L-E-V-E-R dot C-O is their website. So yeah, Lever, Lever or Lever. Lever. Yeah. And that's uh, that's a really good one, uh, but like I said, we're already we're already paying for that. What but is, if I had a bunch so of money, that, I'd get Intel. So that's just for that's in the cloud. That's on the internet for storing or archiving your candidates, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. What do you need a CRM for? A customer relationship management tool at this point? Yeah, primarily send out for email blast. Be awesome. Are you sending out email blasts? Uh, it has that ability, but I, I just use Gmail uh, right now. Um, you know, we have it on the domain, but uh, so I haven't used it. Uh, to do that yet, but right now it's just to keep track of clients because um, we're building our book of business. So instead uh, of we started out just having them on Entelo? the spreadsheet. Why would you use Entelo? Why would you use Entelo? Yeah, um, Entelo is. Uh, it, I just got a demo of it just a couple of weeks ago, so it's kind of top of mind. And it looked like I don't know uh, the next version of you know resume database, um, which, you know, is huge. Um, so it has a lot of tech talent in there as well. And we're you primarily I mean, tech. Do I have to beg you for a straight answer? I don't know what you're talking about. Do you, Jerry? No. Okay. There you go. <laughs> See, look, when yeah. we agree on something, I think Jerry's not listening, period. So he I am listening. Okay. So yeah, when we so agree on something, two. that means something. Okay. You're there's not two, answering I'll give the you question. Two. You're not answering the questions. Okay, maybe you don't want to tell us. It's, secret. it's one of the secrets. You don't want to say what you, tools you would use if you had the money, okay? So no, no, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you two reasons. One is because um, they have probably the biggest database I've seen out there besides LinkedIn. So there's volume, you know. Um, and then the second thing is because um, – the way that they've done some of their facets. And if you go to their website, you can they see do? they have like you know, We got people listening who don't even know what they do. Why don't you tell us, or do you have that ability? It's, yeah. It's just like an online, you know, database essentially. So it's, uh, it's not any different than, you know, the monsters and LinkedIn's and, and those things. Um, but, um, kind of kind of the next version of that. it's too expensive. What kind of money are we talking about? I, I think it was like six or 700 bucks a month. Uh -huh. Um, for one for one user, which uh -huh. when I'm at you know I'm a startup, so that's like a lot of money. Uh huh. And what kind of LinkedIn uh, account do you have right now? What kind of LinkedIn account do you have right now? I just have the free free version. Really, and that's so you could do. So you're an expert sourcer. People should take a look yeah. at his his LinkedIn profile. He has been with all those big companies in uh, in responsible positions. You're an expert. So you really, in order to do a great search and beat your buddy Jimmy Temple. You can do that without paying any money at all. Is that right? Yeah, so far. I think uh, we'll have to pay money once we scale up and get bigger. But right now, we do about three searches a week is what we take on. Okay, we but call why, them sprints, but whatever. Why, why, why do you have to spend money? That's what I want to know. Yeah, if we were going to go – so we have two options, right? If we got five clients in a week instead of the three we're doing now, we'd yeah. either have to work more, work more hours – work more hours slash hire more people. We'd have to throw resource at it or yeah. we'd have to buy the information. 
Right. Which which so account right now we divide? Why why do I have to beg? Why do I have to pull teeth? Help me! Come on! Talk about you know LinkedIn. What's good? What's bad? You're a professional sorcerer. Uh, what's what's good and what's bad about LinkedIn? Uh, no, no, the good that's thing- not what I mean. Like this is why. Okay, look, this is what I can get out of doing it for free. But you know what? If I had more work, I'd have to spend money because for free they limit your capacity for any one search, and you have to do repeated searches. Sure. And and then you know if, if I if I spend a little money, sixty bucks a month, then they're going to give me uh you know bigger more results in my searches. Is that what you're telling us? I have to guess. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah, that's right. Um, that's their sales model. Yep. Okay, and that's what you're telling us. And how much bullion do you have to know to beat your buddy Jimmy Temple? I mean, we keep hearing some people say that you don't really need to be a sophisticated uh, bullion string maker in order to do a good search. What's your take on that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, when. So, so there's just a little bit of story here. So, uh, maybe the last few years I haven't been hands-on sorcerer. You inflect and when you're telling a story. Don't talk in a monotone. I know you're a sorcerer. You guys have a reputation as being dweebs, okay? So we understand. But this is a show. Put a little life in it, okay? <laughs> okay. So the last few years, um, I haven't been as hands-on as a sorcerer. So that's a big reason I paired up with uh, Jimmy Temple. I love that. And he started showing me some Boolean that I hadn't been doing before um, or brought stuff back that I'd forgotten about. Uh, one of those recently, just in this last couple of weeks, was file type. Uh, we hadn't been, I hadn't been doing file type searches, uh, you know, looking for XLS and PDFs um, with email uh-huh. addresses, uh, that sort of thing. So, so he brought that back to me, and, and I'd been lazy, right? I'd been doing startups and being in management and did all that branding work, and I had just kind of forgotten about some what I would call basic Boolean, but there's probably listeners out there. There's probably people that don't know what a file type search is. Um, so, you know, uh, to be, to be good at Boolean, um, I think it takes a little practice. Yeah. Okay. You Michael Cox is on the line. I know he says, I'm insulting the guest. I'm not insulting the guest. I'm instructing the guest. Okay. To be a better guest. And that's what makes this show different from other shows On other shows. He could come on and talk and no one listens to him and they're going to pat him on the back. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I don't want to betray the trust that has been given me by the guest and the listeners. All the lines are open now. If anybody wants to say anything, anybody want to talk? He's a millennial. All the lines are open now if anybody wants to Who say, is uh-oh. listening? Who is doubling, okay? Not me. That was me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I turned oh, it down. People are the worst. Uh, he's not a millennial. He's not a millennial, okay? You're not a millennial. Like I mean, I've known you too long. He was on the show eight years ago. What do you think? He was 10 years old? Possible. Yeah, millennials are in their 30s now. I, I, I self-identify as a millennial. <laughs> is that cool? I mean, is that? Hey, you know, I saw Juliette Lewis on TV last night. She's no millennial, that's for sure. I, I, I would think of her as being 22 years old, middle-aged woman. Okay. Yeah, I'm, 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 in my thir- I'm in my late 30s. Okay. Anybody? I didn't care. I, we, we don't ask age here. Okay. Sometimes okay. we do. Uh, okay. <laughs> but anybody want to ask Jeremy a question? We've got a super sorcerer on the line who just confessed he didn't know what a file type search is. <laughs> 
but you're free to ask him any question because the stuff is actually in his mind, and maybe you'll bring it back to mind for him. Anybody mm-hmm. ask? Got a question for him? Okay. So you say, uh, and just speak up if you do. At this paired sourcing company, uh, you'll say someone will give you a search, and you'll give a a, 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 a list of people in two weeks. What does this mean? Uh, two weeks sprints. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. So, and and I think, and I. You know, I love that Marines on the, on the phone because I think it's um, it's 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 back to the idea of name gen, right? It's the traditional idea of if I had a hundred or two hundred people um, that I could reach out to, there's probably enough in that funnel to make my hire, to make okay. my placement. You know what Glenn Cathy yeah, said? So are you are you on good terms or bad terms with Glenn? Oh, we're good. Okay. He said on my my Facebook group just the other day, he said sourcing is now recruiting, proactively identifying and recruiting anyone who would not have otherwise applied. And he says it's not just name gen, it's recruiting. It's finding the person and getting on the phone. Do you call people up too? Hold on a second. Yeah. So in other words, Glenn Cathy says recruiting is still recruiting. And, Why don't they just and, and that's worthy of mention on on an international show. There's no well, more recruiting. Recruiting has the idea of I don't know, uh, you know, consequences. Sourcing doesn't have consequences. Mm. Oh, yeah, Jim, that it. is so oblique. Jim, my my friend Jim Durbin, back for the first <laughs> I get show of the year. When a butt that goes means in the seat. nothing. Okay, you want least to profound thing that's been said today. Try my again, deliverable Jim. is a higher. Okay. Do you call people, Jeremy? Yeah, sometimes. Um, are you talking about candidates, right? Yeah, when you're sourcing <laughs> candidates. Mom. You, you know what? Here's what he says. Here's what Glenn Cathy says. A sourcer now identifies the people, generates the names, then calls them up and does a first screen on the person. And essentially does everything except client relations with the hiring manager. Do you do, is that you or do you have a different definition of sourcing? Yeah, I yeah, I think once you pick up the phone to call a candidate um and start having a conversation with them, you're no longer sourcing. Okay, um, everybody, you know, it, put that out on Twitter. Jeremy Langans <laughs> disagrees with Glenn Cathy. Glenn Cathy is wrong. The black belt recruiter is wrong. Okay, everybody, there it is. That's a scoop for the Why show. Can, can we clarify what Glenn is saying? Why don't? Why doesn't Glenn just call it recruiting? Why do they have to call it sourcing? Why don't they call because it they what it is? Huge, they, because they work with huge companies that are splitting yeah. things up, and so it's a tiny, tiny portion of people with massive budgets hiring ten thousand people at a time. That's so they do right. Split. That's not what all the rest of us do. That's, That's right. Man, I That's wish right. I could make a lot of money just. Sticking and, names and, by the and they want to hire. Oh they want to do it as cheaply That'd as possible. That'd be the easiest thing in the world. I like That's what Jerry right. just said. I think that was great. I don't know if everybody heard him, but Jerry, made a lot Jerry of that's you can you 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 totally could, but recognize that it's a lot less money um, just to do the top of the funnel than it is to make a placement, right? We're yeah. about mm-hmm. a fourth. We're, we're about twenty five percent of your fee. So yeah, it's that's also right. an existential threat to us because I mean it is, it is a challenge. It is a fight. It is cheaper and easier. Yeah, but they, 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 hire people. they hire internal people to do the follow-through, okay? That's a, it's a, well, the, they the hire. bottom line. Let's the bottom do. line is. Hold on, let me move on. Half the show's going. We haven't. I thought this guy was going to give us secrets 
to, you know, for the people, okay? So uh, a guy on uh, Facebook, Nick LaFond, he says, all my team now uses is Talent IQ. LinkedIn is a waste of money now that data is everywhere. LinkedIn no longer has the monopoly. What is Talent IQ? Point. What is Talent IQ? Jeremy? Um, I'm not I've, – I've heard of it. I'm not totally familiar, to be honest. Okay. Um, I don't think it's a – yeah, I don't think it's a sourcing tool. Yeah, um, I'm on like their it. website right now. It sounds like a database. Maybe it's a database like Intelope. Maureen, I corrected your spelling. Okay. I now, saw that. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Mike Walford can, can also I, said Can I tell you what no, let me IQ tell you guys is. real quick. It sounds like Talent IQ basically updates your database for you. So it would be like you're sitting there with a large database candidate that goes out and crawls the web and updates everything for you. So Yeah, yeah. It's a tool for your ATS or a tool for your CRM, like bolts onto it. And does it send an update? alert and tell you to how does call it somebody to tell you happy birthday or something? <laughs> well, how, do, how does it update? That could be valuable. An algorithm. That could be valuable. Okay. Here's another thing. We'll get some, some practical. A guy named Mike Walford. I don't think he'll mind me mentioning his name. He says, uh, every morning for years I had a call sheet and I would call into the big four when I was in staffing. As a sourcer at Capital One, I did it all the time, and my sourcing team does it now. He says, my team has also started texting, texting prospects. And I asked him, how do you get cell phone numbers? He told me, Spokio, people, that's P-I-P-L, Zoom Info, and then he said the teaser. There's plenty of places that can give you numbers. Jeremy, do you have a take on that for us? Big question, I think. For phone numbers? Yeah. Cell phone um, numbers. Cell phone numbers. Cell phone numbers. Yeah, I mean, that's that's back to things like Intello, where it essentially has uh, their phone number in there, right? Or this talent IQ you were talking about, I assume they go out and figure out the person's phone number. Um, I think I don't really, I don't really think it's uh, Google. Google, because yeah. now that people only have one phone, all the old – any phone number they have is probably their cell phone. So getting really good at Google. That's I'll, I'll give you Stephanie, guys. David. Who's that, Stephanie? Who's that girl talking? Who's the girl? It's me. Have you missed me? I have, I'm, I'm fourth <laughs> today. Stephanie, I don't know who you are. Tell me. Oh, God, I love being Kathy. in an Kathy. <laughs> yeah, I have a hoarse voice. But I miss you, you guys. Kathy, I realize should we pray, should right we pray for, should we pray for you like we prayed for Jerry? <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> praying for Kathy. Kathy. I just okay, on. tell us, Kathy Manis, tell us how to get uh, how to get cell phone numbers so we can text people to oh, recruit I think them. There's there's so many more tools out there. Um, there's one called HubSpot um, that I think I pay yeah. like nine dollars a month for, and it gives you all the information that you can possibly get. And then there's um, a new email tool that is incredible, so you don't have to do all these algorithms anymore. Um, I'm sure what name? Do we have to guess? Huh? What name no, is give, it? I'm going to give it to you right now. Hold on. It is called. She never does. Hold on. <laughs> you know, she sounds better email like Hunter. this. Email Hunter. It's awesome. Awesome, awesome. Does it cost money? No, it's free and it's a Google plugin. Okay, Email Hunter. And and yeah. uh, what is it on HubSpot? If someone wants to go check it out, HubSpot's a big site. What do they search? 
Um, no, you just have it as a Google plugin as well, and every time someone opens up, you know, an email or whatever, you can see that, number one. Number two, it will give you all their personal information that can find. Wow. Does, it, does anybody agree with me that Kathy sounds a little more sophisticated with this throat problem? <laughs> I, love it. I think it's hot. I think it's hot. Surprisingly, it's yeah. Um, kind of throaty. Animal. Yeah, I'd go with it. Throaty. Okay, yeah. Animal. What? <laughs> okay, so for phone numbers, I totally forgot. Uh, because I was only there a few months because I hated being an HR guy. Uh, but but it's a great place for phone numbers. Whitepages.com. Like, uh-huh. no joke. Uh, white, whitepages.com. It's kind of creepy, but you put in, you know, put in someone's name. You might have the resume, but not their phone number. You want to text them or you want to call them. Uh, whitepages.com. And it gives you a bunch of inf- information on them. And, uh, yeah, that's that's a go-to for Let me ask you something. Is that free? Info for over 300 million people. Is yeah, that free it's, for, it's creepy. They have a big database. Okay, is that free also, from data, in- data.com. Does anybody use data.com? I've been using that forever. Okay. okay. Thank you, Michael G. Cox. Okay, but let me ask a question <laughs> about white pages. Is that free in the United States but cost uh, <coughs> fee-based for people outside of the United States? Because I remember going on some of those American uh, you know, sites like 411.com, I think, and I think they wanted me to – Subscribe to them. Do, do they cost money from outside the United States? Uh, it's free, um, and then if you want more access, you can pay. Uh, but I'm on WhitePages.ca. Just search your name. I'm not going to say it um, unless people know what it is. But I got I got your listing. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it works pretty good. I mean, the free uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I got to tell you, I'm already in CA. Okay, I have no problem searching CA. I wanted to know about searching the dot com. Oh, the okay. US is free. Yeah, it's free. They have but a even pro from account, outside, but... from outside the U.S. is free. Okay, okay. Uh, here, here's, I'm gonna. Here's a quote, Jeremy. Jeremy, come on, let's speed it up. I want. Yep. I want you to really knock people out with your, your stuff. Ready. Now, content <clears throat> is queen. This is what you told Bill Borman. Yep. Content yeah. is queen. Engagement is king. Aside from the fact yep. that that's like sexist, but you could claim, look, it's not sexist. It's bed based. The queen bed is smaller than the king size bed, right? <laughs> Okay, so and that's just based on fact that men are bigger than women. Okay, so but you said content is queen, engagement is king, and Bill Borman said you're a genius because of that. What does that mean? That is fantastic. Oh, thank you. So, um, so when I was learning marketing at Starbucks like six years ago, they kept saying content is king, content is king, and I'm like, what does that mean? Content is king, and they're like, yeah, come up with something good and put it out there. Like yell at your guests or talk in a non-monotone voice or. You know, push a, a pace on a Don't show. Don't make fun of That's me like on this show, okay? Oh no, That's good content, right? It's 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 got some shock value. It's interesting. It it breaks through the noise. People love it. So content is king. If you have great content, your candidates are going to come to your website and you can recruit them. And I said, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think content is important, but I think it's second most uh, important. I think the most important thing is engaging. I think the most important thing is hitting the reply button when someone tweets at Starbucks Jobs, and they'll be blown away for the fact that there's a person that's replying to them and engaging with them. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go with engaging is king and content is second, content is queen. And yeah, okay, it's sexist, but um, the idea was to break through or disrupt this concept that content is the most important thing. I, I didn't think so. I think content is important, but it's second most important. Okay, do you have any results? Because you said the CEO yeah. only respects results, not ideas. That's right. Yeah. So we, um, the first year, 
that I started doing Twitter for, you know, recruiting uh, at Starbucks, hired over 100 people. From Twitter. What kind yeah. of people? What kind of people? Uh, it, was, it was a mix. It was about two-thirds, uh, you know, retail, like store managers. And then it was about a third for corporate. So what kind of people in corporate? Don't be vague, okay? Come on. Yeah, our very first hire, our very first track hire, right? So uh, the very first one that we actually could track uh, was a, a feeble QA analyst for the, you know, for the IT department. Okay, Jerry, there you go. There you go. I love it. Okay. I'm listening. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. He He's doing laundry. Hired somebody from from Twitter, and they weren't all yeah. baristas because I remember Bill Borman, who right. thinks you're a genius. He his big claim to fame was hiring, I think, waiters and waitresses for off of Facebook for Hard, Hard Rock, Rock Cafe, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep, okay. Yeah. But, I but we're that not story. headhunters. I, I bet you in your new company at uh, Paired Sourcing, PairedSourcing.com, I bet you no one is asking you to find baristas. And waiters and right. waitresses, right? <laughs> right. No, that people QA analyst sounds more like what the, what you know those purple squirrels, right? That's what they want, you know. Uh huh. If they're okay. going to pay. Now you said you gave Bill actually an interesting breakdown. So for corp, this now we're talking corporate recruiters. You're straddling two different uh, fields now, but you said your time model for social recruiting is this: seventy percent of your time was on core core channels, twenty percent was on new channels. And 10% was experimentation. What what are you talking right. about there? Yeah, so uh, experimentation. So I started using Instagram. Um, this was 2000, uh, I want to say 11. Someone should fact check that. Uh, but I started using Instagram right when it first came out. And uh, it might have been 2010. It was probably 2011. It's regardless. Instagram had just come out. It was super experimental. Hey, everybody. Um, He's an innovator. He wants you to know that. That's why the dates are important. Okay, go ahead. Well, no. Yes, it is. just it's, go ahead. Get to the beef. Okay, thank Where's you. The beef? I'll take the compliment. Where's the beef? Yeah, so 70% of my time was spent on things like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, right? Those are the usual channels, right? Twitter was maybe more in the 20% time, and then 10% on Instagram. So how I managed my day was I wouldn't sit there and spend two hours messing around on Instagram. I might spend 20 minutes, right? But I would spend a couple hours uh, on, on Twitter, and I would spend more than that on LinkedIn strategies and, and on LinkedIn content, not engagement, right? So you paid for that? the way That's I planned great. my day was based on channel. Yeah. Okay, but what did you do on LinkedIn? How did you – what were you doing on LinkedIn? Uh, sourcing or sure. posting articles or, or little updates and stuff like that? I mean, this was social recruiting. Yeah. What were you doing? Yeah, so I was moved out of sourcing at that by that point in time. So I had the uh, company page, I guess it's called the company page uh, for yeah. Starbucks on LinkedIn. Yeah, so I mean, it was a lot of engagement. Uh, it was a lot of content. I tried to post once a day minimum, um, you know, some original content. Well, what does engagement so, mean? On, what does engagement mean for a corporate person like yourself, a uh, recruiting yeah. marketer on LinkedIn? What yeah. does engagement mean there? Does, I don't understand. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's replying to comments. Uh, it's when people post up and just say something simple like, I applied and you guys never called me back. And then I will direct message them or private message them or email them or even pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, this is Jer from Starbucks. I saw your post on our LinkedIn page. Just wanted to follow up and like get the story. Maybe I can look in the database or walk over to the recruiter and find out what, you know, what, what the status is on your application. And as you can imagine, I mean, Starbucks has 647,000 followers on their LinkedIn page now. When I started it, obviously, we had zero. And when I left, we had 100 and something thousand. You can imagine that anybody, 
you know, and their brother could post up there and I would engage with him. So it was hours a day, uh, just hitting okay. the reply button and giving him a message. You were the talent director at White Pages. And as you said a moment yeah. ago, and as you actually have right on your LinkedIn profile, HR is not for me. So you didn't stay there that long. Yep. What does that mean? No. HR is not for me. I was a real shitty HR guy. I, sorry, I don't know if I can say that. I, I was a really bad HR guy. And uh, in, in terms of, you know, I didn't have a passion for employee relations or a passion for comp and bin or an, a passion for being someone's, you know, counselor or, you know, these are a lot of things that come with the head HR job. And I loved all the recruiting aspects, obviously, but, uh, you know, I didn't like the HR piece. And so I just, you know, found something better. Yeah. So recruiters generally do hate HR. I don't know why they hired you in that role, but how should we, do you have any hints for us outsiders? Like, are you dealing with HR now? Yeah. So are your client, uh, like, how do you deal with these people? You have something for us? Yeah. So I do have HR clients. Um, and I, I have much more respect for them. <laughs> I used to have no patience if I would have had, you know, an HR client, I'd have like zero patience for them. Uh, but now that I sat in the chair for, you know, half a year, um, I actually have some respect for what they're going through. Um, and so the two pieces of advice I give, number one, take whatever problem they have from a recruiting perspective, take it away from them and put it on your plate and, and they'll love you for it. And number two, let them take all the glory, uh, which is sad. Uh, and it's hard for people that have an ego like myself, but if you can make an HR person, uh, you know, feel better about their day, send, sending them a list of 200 people. How do you do that? Uh, I mean, like, what do you say? You're great. I mean, yes. I'm not good at kissing anyone's ass. It that just backfires no, on it's me. Simple. It's results. Yeah, it's simple. So they say, I have nobody for this position. I'm getting beat up by the hiring manager and my recruiter isn't doing their job. Okay, great. Let me do that for you. Let me take that pain away. Let me do it fast and let me do it right. And in a couple of weeks, I'll have 200 names. And if you're too busy, I'll reach out to those people for you. And I won't charge you any extra for that. And, and really? that's what I do. And Yeah, hell yeah. And but that's what I'll do you, to win over an HR person. How can you do that? How can you say, I'll call those people, and I'm not going to charge you, because that's going to take a lot of time? Well, yeah, what, do you char- what are you charging to begin with? That's the yeah, question. So we charge, yeah, we charge uh, $5,000. Yeah, no, I have no problem sharing that. I, you know, obviously this is helpful for me to get the word out. Uh, we charge five thousand dollars for the two hundred. Those are targeted names with contact info, so you can do the math. Uh, we we think it's disrupting. Active candidates or are they passive? Uh, they're neither. Uh, they don't obviously know they're on the list. So if you want to use that as a way to say they're passive, then then great. So they're well. I mean, my question is: Are they looking for a job or are they currently working? It depends. If I reach out to you and say, hey, I've got this great job at Apple, uh, you might be active. If I reach out to you and but say, I've question, got this great job at the donut shop down the street, you might be passive. Yeah, I guess he doesn't but, understand what Kathy's saying. I do. It doesn't, I do. Let's, let's, we understand. The the recruiting industry has dismissed the whole active-passive thing about 18 months ago, Kathy. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to say, and if you want to say employed the- or unemployed, if you if you're no. just if you're trying to be nice and disguise like oh are these people actively yeah. looking meaning they're unemployed Word. no yeah. these are employed people no 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 we have at Deloitte I'm on the passive sourcing team and then there's an active sourcing team so the active sourcing team is are you know they they hunt the job boards and all that and then the passive do they get paid way less I don't know my question really <laughs> they is should give them a list. <laughs> passive people who are currently working, not necessarily looking, 
do they have any guarantee? Like, if you don't call them, my question is, what do they get for their $5,000? I can pull up 200 names in a half an hour. But with so contact information? Yeah. Yeah, probably not. But here's, here's, here's the thing. So go on LinkedIn, send out 200 in-mails, you'll fill your job, right? We, we know that the funnel is probably more like 100 to 1. But if you go out and you've got your wreck at Deloitte there and you go out and you reach out to 200 people that you're willing to talk to, so they have to be targeted enough for either a referral ask or for a direct hire, and you reach out to those 200 people in the next half hour while we're on the phone, um, you'll probably fill whatever wreck you have, and you might fill more than one wreck. So the idea is to get the cost per hire for the funnel down to a number that is disruptive to any other channel they might have, right? So instead of paying, sorry, Jerry, instead of paying $25,000 to Jerry, they pay $5,000 to myself, and yeah. they fill their rec. Now, the thing is, they have to do the other $20,000 worth of work that Jerry does, you know, convincing someone to take an interview, closing the candidate or pre-closing the candidate, right? So that's where he earns that fee. So the internal person has to do that. And if they're not willing to do that, um, you know, then it's better to use Jerry, frankly. How long have you – I came in late. I'm really sorry, but how long have you been doing this, and are, are you successful? Are you getting good feedback? Yeah, so I've uh, been sourcing since 1998 and uh, been using this exact same technique the entire time. Um, so, yeah, it's been working really well, um, and I've done a bunch of startups recently that uh, use the same techniques. Uh, we started this one um, six months ago, this new venture six months ago, and it's we've been busy ever, sen ever since, but we only do three clients a week. So right now we're questioning, you know, and I'd love feedback after the show, but we're questioning how do we scale? Do we hire more people? Do we buy tools? Because right now we're not buying tools. Um, but how would we take on four clients or five clients? I don't want to work all day. And right now we're already working all day. So um, that's an open question. We'll see. You know what, Kathy, Kathy Manis, Kathy Man first of all, let me just put out two questions that I want to get through before we, before we end the show. But I want to come back to, I'll come back to Kathy in one, really one second. Angela Bertolucia, uh, a guest of this show, a friend of the Recruiting Animal Show, she wants to know what you did on Instagram. And I want to know how you do yes. business development. But I want to come back to Kathy for a second. Kathy, he has a partner, and they don't want to invest a lot of money into this new business till it starts making a lot of money. So there's certain tools that he hasn't yeah. purchased yet. What tools are you using at Deloitte, which I assume has big pockets, that you would advise Jeremy, our guest today, to uh, consider buying first? Well, I, I have my own. Well, I have my own tools that that I use myself that I pay for, and I would highly suggest Candidates Direct, and that's fifty nine dollars. What is forty nine dollars a month, something like that? And um, that is an unbelievable tool. And it'll cut down your time a lot. So I candidates direct. Correct. Never heard of it. That's great. Thank you. What about Connectifier, Kathy? Do you use that, Kathy? Do you use Connectifier? I do use Connectifier. Yeah, I, I, you know, if you want a list, a quick list, you know, use Candidates Direct. Now you may have to, you know, use your phone. Um, it it'll give you a projected phone number if it can find it. But you may have to utilize two tools. But I'll tell you, there's so many tools out there right now, and we can talk offline if you want, that are less than $100 even a year that are out there. Yeah, I'm on this candidatesdirect.com. It looks really cool. Um, do you get their email as well? Yes, and I can give you awesome. the name of the guy so you can get a discount on it if you want to email yeah, I mean, me later. Well, could you, could you uh, tweet that that's out? Awesome, lead. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll tweet do it right now. On Twitter for like a year, bitch. Yeah, I will. You, be, you. you better get a, a commission from him because we're going to send some business his <laughs> way from, from this it's show. So, so Connectifier, you, uh, you, does that cost money now, Kathy? You know, I don't remember. I know that one. I think I think one of them is nine dollars a month. I and I that's think not that that's oh, I thought it was... oh, oh, reportive. Reportive is the good one. Oh yeah, reportive is free, but it's it's uh, Google bought it and stopped working on it. So I don't know. No, no, no. It's... Now now they're they're working on it and they're actually correlating it um, with LinkedIn. But I'll tell you that email finder. It goes into your LinkedIn account where you can automatically email them instead of using an in-mail. You can use email. It's not cell hack. That. It's not cell hack. It's something. It's not. Remember cell hack? It existed for a no, few months. No, not that. Animal, uh-huh. let's keep the show moving. Come on. Let's. You know, you had a couple questions for me. Let's go. We only have a couple minutes. She's she's giving us good content, Kathy. You'll maybe you'll be the guest in the near future. Okay. What do you do hey. on it? We're almost done. That's why I have to thank Kathy. Thank you very so much. So you wanted the to know about Instagram. What do you do on Instagram? The Kathy. Angela Bertolucci wants to know what you were posting on Instagram that uh, was successful. Thank you, Angela. I appreciate the question. Number one, uh, engagement. Right. So what you would post to get engagement. So the first thing we started doing was posting pictures of the corporate office because everybody thought, oh, I'm going to go be a barista, which is true. Um, But we had hundreds of jobs open at the corporate office. So we were taking pictures. No joke. Here's a picture of someone's desk in IT. You know, come work with them. These are the projects they work on. Someone would post up a, a question. I would post up an answer. Right. So it was engaging content. Um, from the corporate office, from events, obviously, you know, like once a week, I'd always throw in the logo some way, you know, because there was that brand already cachet behind the logo. So posting pictures of people's desk was the most engaged content, which was, which was a revelation. And then making sure we were posting kind of branding stuff, what it meant to be a partner. Uh, we had a hashtag called hashtag to be a partner, which has been used, no joke, literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of times. And someone should check that. But hashtag to be a partner became this this um, conversation starter. And so we post up images about what it was like to be a partner at Starbucks and a partner as an employee. Okay. Final question. How do you, how do you do biz dev? Business uh, development for sourcing? your new business. Yeah. New business. So right now, you want to tell us? yeah, right now, yeah, right now it's a mix. Um, it's about a third people I know. Um, right. So I just call them up, you know, Hey, I want to tell you about my new business. Uh, a third of it is cold, uh, mostly email marketing. Um, so we'll literally do a sprint or, or do a list, uh, just like we do for clients. We'll do it for ourselves, right? You got to pay yourself first. Um, so we'll do a list and we'll reach out to those people. It's pretty soft. Uh, and then a third of it's referral now and return what business. Is, what is soft? Uh, when we started mean? it. Wasn't. What does soft mean? What does soft mean? It's pretty soft. More like introducing, more like introducing the service um, and talking about this idea of pairing up and then asking them if they'd like to hear more about it. Not uh-huh. necessarily a hard reach out, which which would be. You know, hey, I saw you posted this job. You need 200 people. Let me source that for you. Um, uh-huh. That would be a little too harsh. So the soft you, approach using, is more like, like MailChimp. Are you using an email program that tells you if people clicked on? Yeah, I guess that would go back to that question. If I could afford something, I you know. But there's free uh, stuff. Had, like there's Yesware. Yesware does that. It's free. It's a Google extension. You're using Gmail. I think you just said. Yes. So you use that, email. yeah. I'll I'll t- I'll send it I'll send it to you. Yes, where I'm pretty sure uh, cool. that that does it for free. Uh, okay. Any any final final words that you want to tell us? Uh, Jerry, let me ask Jerry. Is there an after show? 
or you're going to rest uh, your No, I just got a call. I got to take a call. Okay. Final words from Jeremy to young sorcerers, or who do you want to address your, your your words? If This was like, you know how they always say, live today like it was the last day of your life? If today was the last day of your life, which I hope it isn't, if today was the last day of your life, and you were going to speak to recruiters and sorcerers and then for the next two minutes, what would you tell them? So yeah, I would, I would go with the – yeah, I would I would say for all sorcerers at all levels, I would I would take the Google model to heart. Google says 10 or 20% of your time, go out there and try something new. So if you only carve out 15 or 20 minutes, probably in the afternoon, probably after 5 o'clock, but spend 15 or 20 minutes trying one of these tools that we talked about, trying one of these techniques, trying one of these sites, reaching out to – Maureen or Jerry or whoever, and finding out what they do. Uh, but try to spend 15 or 20 minutes every single day trying something you've never tried before or trying something new that week. Maybe it takes you two or three days to figure out what Instagram is. But, but spend some time every day trying something new or you risk um, getting passed up. Uh, you risk uh, talking about active-passive. Uh, you risk not knowing what candidates direct is, which is, you know, shame on me, but spend 15 or 20 minutes keeping current and making sure you apply the things that make sense to your business and the other things you just put to the side. But if you're not spending 15 or 20 minutes trying to figure out something new, learning about something every okay. single day, you still you're speak, not going to last. You still, you still speak at conferences? Cause I know you do that. I did for a long time. Um, I am going to be on a webinar coming up, but um, I, I guess I would if, if someone asked me, I've spoke at all the big ones. Sure. Okay. What webinar? Con Tell us the webinar. That, that's where we're going to end the show. What's the webinar? Great. So uh, the webinar is uh, with Lever. We talked about Lever before. It's called yeah. How to Freshen Up Your Sourcing Strategy for 2016. Yeah. Um, how to sort? Yeah. Um, and and so it's a lot about how to, right? It's a it's when about when is it? When is it? Where is it? How do they sign up? Uh, it, yep. It's Wednesday, January 27th at yep. 10 a.m. Pacific. Yep. Um, you go to lever.com, uh, sorry, lever.co, lever.co to sign up. I'll actually tweet the link, and then Animal, you can retweet it if you want. Okay. And so, okay, so hold on. First, I want to uh, thank the people who came on. The great Kathy Manis with her new voice, the great Jim Durbin, Michael G. Cox, the queen bee of telephone sourcing, Maureen Sherb. I think Jerry signed off already. He'll be here maybe again next week. And the guy, the new guy, the king of paired, the other guy, Jimmy Temple, the queen, and you're the king of pairedsourcing.com. Oh, he's going to like okay. that. <laughs> okay, he won't like it. Jimmy, I'm just joking. Maybe he's listening now. Okay, I didn't mean I like the that. nickname. The nickname's awesome. You must like him anyway, because otherwise you couldn't sit beside him that long. Okay? He's a better, so, he's a better sorcerer than I. Okay. Our old friend, Jeremy Langens. Thank you! Oh, can't be there.